0: Whether it's live music, local food, craft beer, or the great outdoors. We're all trying to fit as much fun as possible into each and every day. On Living in the New, we'll explore the sights and sounds of Northeast Wisconsin. Where, where there's always, always something new to, to
1: discover. And We are at the Bergstrom Mahler Museum of Glass in Nina, on the shores of Lake Winnebago. If you've never been... Add it to your list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely something to see here in Northeast Wisconsin. Josh, producer Justin, we got Katie and Heather Storm with us. Ladies, first time that you've been to the museum?
2: Yeah, absolutely, this is incredible. I didn't even know this was here.
1: Heather, first time?
0: Uh, Not my first time, but uh, it's been a long time since I've been here and obviously they have a new visiting exhibit as well.
1: So we're standing in the middle of the temporary exhibit. Uh, The visitor services director told us a little bit about this. These are items on loan from private collections from individuals who have donated items in the past or who have glass items in their personal collections and now they're temporarily available for you to see here at the Bergstrom Mahler Museum. Side note, suggested donation, but free admission and a great gift shop. So lots of reasons to come check this out. We are just at the beginning of exploring this where you're gonna sort of stop along the way and record our impressions. Katie, which is your favorite piece of what you see or give us a little description of what you you see and what you like about it.
2: It's kind of hard to pick just one. There's just some really cool pieces. There's one on the wall over there that I can't tell if they've etched in different colors or if they use, like, a tempered glass or what. From far away, it is a perfect picture and looks like a painting. When you get up close, you see all the little intricacies of it and, and all these different spaces in the shading and where they must have... I mean, I don't even know what they did to do that. It's just incredible. And then there's this one of this... it's kind of like, I guess it's supposed to be a homeless man, um, that they use glass and cement. So there's parts of it that are obvious cement, parts of it that are glass. And Heather and I were saying, she was saying that she thinks that there's parts that are obviously mixed together. And in looking Mm. at it, you can see when you get really, really close, you can see these different levels of, of color inside of it and just how they were able to create so much depth and such a softness with such a hard material yeah. is ridiculously intriguing to me.
1: Glass as an art medium Amazing. allows you different ways to play with light and mm-hmm. shading and color that is not available in different media. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really a unique thing. It's what the Bergstrom Modern Museum is all about. Um, so we're going to keep exploring and keep checking in with you. So Katie, we're upstairs now mm-hmm. in the study room, mm-hmm. which is sort of like a board room. Even the boardroom conference table <laughs> has glass paperweights in it. Uh, like everywhere you look in this place has art glass. Um, we've been looking around for I don't know like an hour now. Thoughts? Well, what do you think?
2: I could just sit here and get lost. I mean, like each individual piece is so intricate, um, and have the guy downstairs. Whenever he started explaining things and talking about how each. Individual flower, a lot of times. It's not just like inside of this glass ball, there's 50 flowers. It's not just each flower is its own piece, but each individual petal could be its own piece each plus stem, the stem. Each leaf. And I mean, these things like the, the weight itself is maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, six five inches tall, six inches across, tall, yeah. like six yeah. inches across right. five inches tall top. So yeah. you imagine these things that are centimeters yeah. of detail inside of this. Bu- it It's mind blowing to me. That this art form is just so involved and so in depth and I don't know if it's appreciated Mm -hmm. in the way that it could be.
1: One of the things that I'm always amazed by, because in between the pieces they also have some educational stuff explaining Mm -hmm. some of the process, it amazes me how old these processes are. Like this is not new tech. Right? when you're talking about these paperweights and some of the different techniques this is glass art going back hundreds of years if not further and so it's just amazing how intricate and how elaborate and still how exquisite it can look even in the we're, the age we're in now where nothing's impressive anymore well
2: and i think that's what is so impressive about it there's there's so many art forms that are being lost in this world of quick, get it done, make it happen, use computers for graphics and look at all this cool stuff that I can do with computers which is great and awesome and amazing. And there are so many new tools and technologies and art forms that are available and possible that that technology has done for us. But there's always a downside to every positive, there is a negative. And I feel like the negative is that the handmade Features of, of real pure talent that takes years and years and years and years of practice. That's being lost. And that's what's so cool inside of this museum is that each and every single individual piece is obviously somebody who has had worked for years to, to craft a skill to be able to not just properly blow glass without bubbles in it. Mm-hmm but to properly blow glass, color it, teeny tiny pieces placed next to other teeny tiny pieces that are all just put together into this big, massive, three-dimensional art form that is a paperweight on a desk. Like, how much thought and time and effort went into a paperweight? It's it's mind-blowing. Yeah. How can you not get lost in that?
1: There's been rooms on rooms on rooms and so much to see. Heather, do you have a, a specific thing that stands out? A favorite?
0: I feel like we need to mention the uh, the Betty on the wall. It's not round like the paperweights, but it is, uh, it is 3D and it's flat up against the wall with the uh, free-floating what do you call it? Where it's like coming out from the wall. It's not right up against the yeah, wall. Yeah,
1: so it's like... Uh, it's like suspended out from the yeah, wall. Yeah, It's those... Float mounted. Float yeah. Mounted. There you go. Goes
0: it. And um, it takes up the entire wall. Yeah. What it is, it's a, a woman from... Supposed to be from 1950 or something, juggling everything that a woman was expected to juggle in that time. It still is, but... Everything y- You don't realize it's glass. I thought it was, I don't know what, I thought right.
1: the
2: pieces were. Well, that's glass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like,
1: no. oh, wow. So she's got like stacks of uh, teacups and saucers balancing on a broom with a bowling ball and uh, the vacuum's lugging behind her and she's got There's the... A
2: pie in the oven yep, and food the, on the stove. Yeah.
1: The phone's ringing off the hook and uh-huh. it is uh, an interesting piece and then they've got, again, the educational stuff around it, talking a little bit about how they created it. Now, Justin, you were taking some good pictures throughout here. Did you get some pictures of that? I did. I'm posting them right right now. Excellent. Actually. So you'll see those on the feed. Um, the paperweights, it, the first time I came here, I was like, Oh my gosh, another room full of paperweights. I took a little bit more time this time. Uh, we were talking with the docent mm-hmm. and I got a deeper understanding of some of this and that intricacy, like you were talking about, Katie, it really is impressive how something's so simple and in a way kind of antiquated. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking earlier about how paperweights used to actually be like an office supply. Yeah. You needed a paperweight because you had papers and Wind would blow, or the fan yeah. would be on, or whatever it is. And now they're sort of a relic, mm-hmm. and so maybe now we can appreciate the artistic element a little bit more. That they're not as such a utilitarian item.
2: That's what's so funny. Like I, I think for me, I look at it in a very, very, very artistic way because I am an artist. So. One of the reasons when it comes to like paintings, for example, one of the reasons I have a tendency to use more acrylics over oils is because oils, there's a lot of you let a layer dry and then paint another layer and let a layer dry. And there's a lot of patience involved. And when I'm looking at these pieces, I imagine it's the same way because Mm. you have this image in your brain of the whole piece that nobody else can see, nobody else understands it, and your job is to take that image in your brain and put it out there in a way that everybody else can see it and take it in and absorb it in the same sense that you have and with all the detail that you see. And I look at it kind of like somebody's building an oil painting, but instead of building this massive mm. canvas of oil painting where you're going, here's a layer, let it dry. Here's another layer to create that depth. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's here's this teeny tiny stem of a flower mm-hmm. next to this other teeny tiny stem of a flower and how they're all going to push together to create this much larger piece that still in and of itself is a, fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah. That's just... Like, how could I'm lost?
1: Oh, okay, Justin, I want to guess what your favorite piece was. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Glass Library we saw downstairs? Is yeah. that one of your favorites? Yeah, I was up there, especially with Storm behind That's it. That's my yeah. favorite, too. <laughs> <think laughs> you guys like, both like that. Yeah. Describe it a little bit for us, Justin. Well, it was like
2: a 3D view of a, a library with two people sitting down and reading books. Right. Book- I think one of them might have been a butler, maybe?
0: It looked like um, uh, the little description said something about how uh, they were together in the same room but feeling alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the one, interesting. One
0: woman was sitting down reading a book
1: and the other guy was just kind of standing there. Yeah. The space was sort of defined by four Stacks like shelves, bookshelves, and on the shelves were just these little plate glass pieces that were meant to look like books. Man, Justin, you got some great pictures of that one too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so check those out. Uh, so many cool things to see. But the one item I want to make sure we call out before we wrap this up is uh, Paul Stankard has like his whole his own case in one of these rooms here, and he has these creations that he calls the Root People. Huh. <laughs> uh,
2: can
1: I like take
2: them all home? <laughs>
1: just talk to. A little bit about the root people, Katie. <laughs> well,
2: okay. In modern time comparison, you would say from the Harry Potter movies, the little root plants that were part of Hufflepuff where you pull the plant out and there's a little person underneath. And that's basically what it is. And, and there was this really amazing one downstairs, because we're upstairs now. There was this really amazing one downstairs where there was an actual mirror backside to it. And on the front side of it, you look down, and it was the way that we as humans view things from the earth. So you see, like, the flowers and the dirt right. and these different things. So from the grass up. Right. And then there was the mirror underneath, and you saw the root system of these root people kind of pushing that up and pushing that forward, and just kind of realize that's the other thing, too, is like realizing these little pieces of art have these massive statements behind them. And thinking about where the artist's mindset was in creating these pieces and what brought them or him or her to a space where I'm going to create this piece where I've got these root people underneath pushing up flowers (laughs) from the earth and recognizing that your roots really hold the beauty within you Mm. and push the beauty of you forward. How cool it is to have a concept like that. And maybe that wasn't his thought. Maybe he was like, I just want to push some cool root people. (laughs) But how awesome is it that that gets taken away from a piece that was created by somebody and so many of them amazing yeah. like I, I just want to go back downstairs and look at everything
1: again well we're going to leave Katie for the next several hours to uh, gaze at the root people you got to come check out the Bergstrom Mahler Museum of Glass for yourself it is in Nina, right on the banks of Lake Winnebago right next to Riverside Park just off downtown check it out uh, like I said free of charge but a great great gift shop tons of cool things to see great plenty of people here to ask questions to with great information Come check it out. When you do, let us know about it. Share it on social media with the hashtag living in the new.
0: We want to see what you do in the new. So let's get social. Share your adventures using the hashtag living in the new.